Gratitude with Attitude with Simon Gamewell Brought to you by TAP, the social thanking platform Hello and welcome, this is Gratitude with Attitude Coming up today, I'm going to be talking about gratitude and leadership I'm going to be joined by Nathan Miller talking about uh, gratitude in business settings. We've got some of your lovely dedications, and of course, we've got some great music. And remember, if you want to express gratitude and thank someone, visit thankandpraise.co.uk and download our app. Let's get started then. Here's George Ezra, Shotgun. Homegrown alligator, see you later. Gotta hit the road, gotta hit the road. The sun and change in the atmosphere, architecture unfamiliar. I could get used to this. Time flies by in the yellow and green. Stick around and you'll see what I mean. There's a mountain top. That I'm dreaming of If you need me, you know where I'll be I'll be riding shotgun Underneath the hot sun Feeling like a someone I'll be riding shotgun Underneath the hot sun Feeling like a someone We're South of the equator Navigator Gotta hit the road Gotta hit the road. A deep sea diving round the clock, bikini bottoms, lager tops. I could get used to this. Time flies by in the yellow and green. Stick around and you'll see what I mean. There's a mountain top that I'm dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I'll be. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the huts. I'm feeling like a someone. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the huts. I'm feeling like a someone. We got two in the front, two in the back, sailing along. And you'll see what I mean There's a mountain top That I'm dreaming of If you need me You know where I'll be I'll be riding shotgun Underneath the hot sun Feeling like a someone I'll be riding shotgun Underneath the hot sun Feeling like a someone I'll be riding shotgun
Gratitude in the workplace is very important. It's an area where we often take people for granted though. Everyone appreciates it when they, they receive gratitude, but they are often reluctant to express it. It's perhaps they see it, uh, gratitude as a sign of weakness or vulnerability. However, gratitude is a sign of strength and it leads to stronger organizations. Expressing gratitude is not just being polite. It has the power to actively energize and motivate others. Gratitude has the power to reinforce positive qualities such as self-control, patience, and honesty. Gratitude is also an important individual quality for leaders to cultivate in themselves. One reason is that being thankful creates a psychologically safe environment which gives the decision-making process more clarity as we are able to view the situation more objectively. Gratitude enables us to approach the situation with more humility, which means we focus less on ourselves and more on the people that we lead. Remember, practicing humility doesn't mean thinking less of yourself, it means thinking of yourself less. This will allow the strengths and values of others to shine through. Gratitude and humility have a mutually reinforcing relationship with one another, creating an upward spiral of personal and professional growth. And they are integral to emotional intelligence, an essential leadership quality in today's world. The humility that gratitude engenders also makes us more open to critical feedback, which in turn will inspire us to want to be better. The best leaders see themselves as continually evolving works in progress. Gratitude makes leaders more effective. If we show that we too are learning and growing, it will make our team want to do the same. Everyone will feel they are part of something meaningful and will strive to help each other to achieve their targets. Practicing gratitude in the workplace also has a beneficial effect on our physical health. Grateful people take better care of themselves. They get more physical exercise, they sleep better and they eat healthier. This will also reduce their stress levels, burnout and absenteeism. Probably most importantly, creating a grateful environment in the workplace will make it a happier place. Your staff will look forward to coming to work and will enjoy being part of such a wonderful, supportive and winning team. This may be all well and good in theory, but how can we implement practices of gratitude in the workplace? Well, we can do this in a number of ways. If we're focusing on the positives, we will see the good that our staff are doing as well as the bad. Make a note, either mentally or physically, of positive experiences, just as you do with the negative things that happen. Scrutinize these positives just as closely as you would micromanage the negative things that happen. Be specific and personal regarding the details of these positive incidents. It will show that you as a leader, are truly paying attention 
to everything that happens under your watch. And you're not just focusing on the negatives. Creating a psychologically safe environment will encourage others to follow your example. And it will encourage everyone to voice their opinions without fear of negative consequences. This will help all parties to listen with more purpose and constructive feedback will be welcomed more easily. The power of gratitude will help us to lead our teams more effectively. It will not only make them more productive, but will make the whole work environment a happier place to be. Okay, let's have some more music. Here's Marshmello, Be Kind. Okay, let's have some dedications from Taps Thanking Walls. And remember, if you want to express gratitude and say thank you, visit thankandpraise.co.uk and download our app. The first one we've got is from Yvonne Price. She says, to Mrs. Whitehead at St. Peter's 
Church of England Primary School in Bolton. Thank you for always going the extra mile in everything you do. You're a team player and you do every job with a smile on your face. And whenever you're asked to do something, the answer is always no problem. I love working with you. <clears throat> Thank you for being you. And Lynn Edwardson says, to Philly Row at Exmouth Community College. Thank you for being an amazing advocate, even at your own personal cost. You have, and you do, make a difference. Theresa Altrincham says, to Dr. Seyslam at Berkeley Medical Group in County Durham. She says, many thanks to Dr. Seyslam for her prompt response and kind understanding of my recent surgery visit. I was very much impressed by the service, also for the helpfulness of the receptionists. Thank you. Karen Skelton says, to Carly Green at the Adams practice in Hamworthy surgery in Poole. I've been very poorly recently and Carly couldn't have been any more supportive. She's extremely kind and understanding and is a credit to the practice. I'd like to say a huge thank you to her. Anna says to Amelia at Whispers Care Solutions, just wanted to say how lovely it was working with Amelia this morning. She's a fantastic carer and a pleasure to work with. I think she's a great asset to Whispers Care Solutions. And David Hinchmarsh says, to Glenn McLean at Caroline Lifestyles in Durham. He says, Glenn goes above and beyond to make sure the people in his care and his colleagues are well cared for, doing way more than his contracted hours to help out and make sure the residents the best possible care for them. He's a credit to the care sector. Okay, music time. Here's Roachford with Cuddly Toy. i 
And joining me now is uh, Nathan Miller, the, the newest addition to TAPS Ambassadors team. So, uh, hello there, Nathan. Good morning, Simon. How are you? I'm fine, and thank you so much for joining me on the show today. So, we're going to be talking about gratitude and business and leadership in a moment. But let's start by talking about you. So, so what was it that brought you to join the TAP team in the first place? Great question. I think if we cast our mind back about a year, I was at an industry event uh, within the care space where I met one of the amazing TAP team and uh, got into a conversation around what, what was trying to be done with the TAP software platform. And from a mixed background of industries I'd worked in, there's a personal interest in the simple ability to say thank you. And also, I think the absence of a usable format in which to do that in a number of the settings that we were talking about. So that conversation continued over the last year. And then um, a sequence of events meant that I actually have some time allocation that I was able to put into doing some more direct work with the team, with the leadership like Matthew. Uh, and that's where we are today. Right, right. And why do you think that uh, gratitude in, in business well, it's so important and so undervalued? Do you like being thanked, Simon? Uh, yeah, I, I think gratitude is really important. Uh, uh, validates my actions and all that kind of things. Well, I, th I think it's the same for everyone. I think the simple process of a thank you, heartfelt, authentic and delivered at the right time, is incredibly powerful. We'll talk about shortly, I guess, some of the psychological, uh, social psychological benefits that professors have written about in, in this space. But simplistically, being able to and having a mechanism to prompt someone to say thank you can have really far-reaching and we'll talk about commercial benefit so I, I think doing that on a regular basis with teams of people you work with with loved ones is incredibly powerful and something that probably we can argue in a UK setting uh, we're predisposed to doing the opposite uh, yeah always quick to criticize always slow to thank uh, I think that's partly because there are so many avenues of negative feedback, but not always ones for positive feedback. Well, you've only got to look at the news every day and the absolute skew towards challenging information being presented. I don't know if you can cast your mind back probably 20 years, as I can, uh, to the fact that the news would always finish on a lighter note and there would be something more humorous to um, take us out of what yeah. was normally a difficult subject matter. Um, that that seems to have vanished. <laughs> That, yeah, that but, seems to yeah. seems to have disappeared these days, Simon. So being able to bring that back, I think, is critically important. I think we are massively negatively biased and um, anything we can do to drive change in the opposite direction is critical. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're predisposed to being negative. But being positive doesn't stop the bad things from happening, but, but it gives us it maybe a little bit more balance, doesn't it? Well, it's interesting. We can probably drop into some of the psychological aspects. We, we are negatively biased. We respond more instantly to negative feedback. That The positive feedback might actually be more subtle uh, and needs to be more frequent. There's a, a wonderful piece of work by a professor, Barbara, uh, Barbara Fredrickson, in the University of North Carolina. She's a 25-year active social psychologist, very much looking at the space around positivity. In fact, that's the name of uh, one of her books. I'd strongly recommend people take the time to read. But she's also heavily based in statistics 
Uh, and I think she comes out with a 2.9 ratio of the recommended number of positive statements required for every negative one to come across with realistic authenticity, but be someone who is positive in that space. And the benefit of that, that that has been sort of picked up on and marketed is it genuinely changes our EQ state, our emotional well-being, and actually broadens our peripheral vision, both physically, so actually seeing more of what's around us, and emotionally in the way that we connect, listen to, and engage with others. So there are massive positive benefits, and, and these have got statistical measures within business with retention of workforces, engagement of people, productivity and output that are tangible and measurable. And it all comes back to the simplicity of giving thanks. Yeah, I, I talk a lot about psychological safety in the workplace, and, and that's exactly what you talk about, where, where people f feel free to express their, their uh, opinions and they feel like the workplace is actually a good place to be, really. But if we can, I, I believe in a triangle uh, that I sort of copyrighted some years ago when I talked to students at university and, and do some, some mentoring. And that's it. In our work life, I believe that this triangle, if you've ever heard of the fire triangle, having three, three aspects to keep the fire alight. Um, I think your life triangle has three aspects from a work perspective that help it balance. And you need at least two of them at any one time to stay in a job. If you've only got one, I think you should really look at putting yourself in a new space where you'll be more valued. And if you can attain three of them, then you've got this real um, recipe for sustaining the fire of enjoyment for you within your business. And those for me are fun, so the enjoyment that you gain from the work that you do. Money, i.e. payment that is sustainable for you to maintain your lifestyle, shelter, food, warmth, uh, etc. And then learning feeding the fuel of your own interest and development and if you can get that triangle in balance you're probably in a really sustainable work environment so gratitude plays heavily into both your ability to be open-eyed to learn as we just spoke about with barbara fredrickson's work but also the fun and the enjoyment factor that you get from the workplace if it's inherently negative one third of that triangle is instantly vanished and you're hoping that you're paid enough to offset the the doom and gloom or that you're learning enough to maintain your interest elsewhere but your broad input to the business is going to be truncated by that lack of enjoyment in both statistical measure and my personal opinion right right yeah. All, all three parts of that triangle are important. There's, there's that phrase, uh, always uh, work to live, never live to work, but quite often people just become wage slaves, don't they? <laughs> they do, and I, I have another view on that that is an oscillating road through your career path where there'll be periods of immense hard work and, and there'll be uh, other periods where it seems a little bit easier. The, the one constant is that it will end up changing at some point in the future. But if you can add in a constant like gratitude, you can create a space where people are able to thank each other for the effort and the, the time that they've put in and actively do that, then you're going to create an overall more improved and positive environment. And just probably to touch on one of my own genuine business experiences, we ran a, an organization for six years uh, that, I, that I sold pre-pandemic to a global organization. 
One of the main reasons they bought us was the culture and ethos of the team of people that we'd built. And that was built simply on a mission to make people feel special. But we lived it. We actually spoke to the thousands of workers that we had in the hospitality industry working with us. We took the time to thank them. We tried to work out if we could remember them all by name. We made sure that at events we took the time to ask them how they were doing and engage with them. Those were all simple actions to take from a leadership perspective, but we instilled them culturally in a day-to-day activity. What that turned into was that in an industry with a six-month work time frame, so that means every worker on average was only in those industry roles before changing about six to eight months, we kept people on average of 3.8 years, which is longer than the university time frame they were normally working in that area. Significant uplift. Most businesses in that hospitality agency-based industry see turnover of 40%, some as high as 80%. Our annual staff turnover and replacement requirement was 10 or lower. So they stayed with us, was the simple answer. Not only did they stay with us, they represented us well. They were seen in the industry as positive humans and our clients wanted to work with them. So the direct impact of the simple task of saying thank you to my mind was proven massive right right yeah yeah because um, p- people often leave uh, uh, jobs because they feel undervalued rather than it being about money it's about uh, how appreciated they are within that organization yes in a business i recently worked with one of the number the number one or two reasons that people left was they felt that they were not being invested in uh, as individuals through their ability to learn and develop. Well, if you started off by being able to talk to them and show gratitude for the work that they were doing, my natural thought would be there was an empowerment that would allow them to ask for more of the stuff that they were interested in and therefore you have a chance to, to engage with them and ultimately find a route to retain if that's the right person to do that with. However, you miss that opportunity and you create the the silent army that leaves you without saying anything. And I think in that situation, the sad truth is you learn nothing. Yeah, if, you, if, you're, not, if you're not learning, you're not living, really. <laughs> yeah, you're not listening, you're not learning. And you therefore, I don't think, have the opportunity to change anything. Uh, and I think we all agree that change in any way, ideally positive, can, can have great impacts and benefit to organizations to business to groups of people to teams to sporting performance uh, there's a real opportunity to to give feedback and if you can make that feedback have elements of positivity in it i think there's a real benefit to all involved yeah yeah well we, we thrive on things and once again if if people feel that the space is psychologically safe it won't just help them it they in turn will want, want to help other people as well won't they that's exactly it. I think there was a Harvard study, I want to say 2014, but I, I, you know, I'm sure someone will, will prove me right or wrong with that. But they indicated in the study, talking about the power of gratitude, that there are tangible productivity benefits from those that got thanked. They could literally see measured output. I, I want to recall that it was a, a telephone-based call centre environment and the call activity went up 50% in the team of people who'd been positively thanked over a period of 10 weeks. And even the leadership were benefiting. The people that said thank you uh, got more self-esteem as leaders and more emotional quota feeling within themselves, i.e. their ability to engage and have affinity with their teams and purpose in what they're doing, 
all of these measures went up in, in that study by Harvard as a result of the simple process of taking time to give thanks for activity that those individuals were doing. That coupled with Professor Barbara Fredrickson's work and the statistics that support it, there's real compelling evidence that this has direct business benefit and quite often boils down to the simple desire of the leadership management team to take the time to say thank you. And those management team probably garner more respect because they're showing appreciation. They probably get more appreciation from their staff as well. Yeah, and some of them don't have a mechanism to do that. And that's where I think the, the tap and the tap platform, the thanks and praise business model is really there to drive into organisations in a really cost effective and efficient way. And the reason that I bought into the social platform opportunity is it's a mechanism to allow businesses to quickly and efficiently provide visibility and for people using those services, let's say it's a uh, an adult social care environment, an NHS trust, an education setting, hospitality, where you might be using services of these great key workers, but you don't know how to quickly and efficiently say thank you for the impact they may have had on your child or your um, family members health in an NHS trust or your own customer service experience in a food hospitality setting or an elderly relative social care setting. Being able to say thank you to that employee or worker directly is amazing and this platform allows these businesses to put something in place where there might be nothing and then start to get data from it and see how frequently are we being thanked? Who are the real standout people that are doing a great job on our behalf that's almost unseen? And I, I think just to cap that, there's about 7.5 million people who sit in the four industries I've just mentioned that arguably as of today don't have a overt, simple transactional thank you process or wall to be given praise by their organisations or the wider general public that they interact with. So I think I think this can only be a movement for for benefit. No, I absolutely agree. And uh, gratitude never goes out of date either, does it? Uh, you, you mentioned the uh, social care s- setting um, in particular, where people are really at a point of crisis when, when their, their loved ones are fading away. And it, it might be a month or, or even a year later when, when they come, when they feel better and want to say thank you. And if we've got that platform in place, it means they can go back and thank it retro, uh, retroactively, really, doesn't it? The power of thanks does not go out of date, and I think there's a couple of the couple of ways I'd probably say that exists in real life for the people that might be listening to this podcast. You only have to look at the amount of time that you leave birthday cards or post event like festive holiday thank you cards on a windowsill and reflect upon them far longer than you would leave a bank statement or a bill out on the countertop. So we're inherently longer lived in our reflection to thanks or recognition or or birthday message or greeting. And I think the same is true in that gratitude in in a work setting. For me personally, I still think very often of a situation where I was having a conversation with a a colleague many years ago who didn't thank me for that conversation until four or five months later when they opened up that it had had a critical beneficial impact on them 
at a time of immense depression. And I'm still incredibly grateful that they took the time to do that because at the time I probably hadn't realized the impact that that conversation was having, but for them it was material. So it would encourage me to behave in a similar way again and I might have the same beneficial effect on someone else in the future, hopefully to, to help them out as well. So it was incredibly powerful for me and I think about it often many, many years later. So it could really lift someone when they've had a particularly hard day, just that small note of thanks. And I think anything we can do in today's society with some of the news that we see on a daily basis that is positive can only be a good thing. Absolutely. And, and it, it, it's great to have you on board at TAP. And as we move further into the future, hopefully we, we can uh, spread gratitude even further, really. I'd love to be targeting some of the 7.5 million people I mentioned across adult social care, NHS, education, hospitality. I mean, if we if we really got to work in that space as we are doing, that's about 24 to 25% of the UK working population. That would be a massive move forward, many of which are transient, zero-hour contracted uh, individuals who might not have the other sides of that triangle I spoke about with fun money and learning. So just gratitude on its own could go a long way to making them feel value from the work that they're doing, which we know has massive impact onto the person enjoying a meal, the child taking their steps in learning through education, the person needing medical attention with an NHS trust, or someone towards the latter years of their life benefiting from some really amazing um, social care or age care setting. You made some really good points there, Nathan. It's been, been great to have a little bit of a catch up with chat. But now it's time for us to uh, roll reversal. So your turn to be uh, DJ. So your turn to be DJ. So what song would you like me to play for our listeners to hear to uh, lift them up and get them through the day today? Do you, have you got Happy by Pharrell Williams? Uh, we certainly have. That was one of the first songs we that we played on Gratitude with Attitude. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll play Happy by Pharrell Williams. So, thank you very much, uh, uh, Nathan.